0: Hello and welcome to Another Look, a podcast about anything and everything that we feel deserves another look. Movies, television, comics, anime, and anything we find interesting we're going to talk about. And today we are going to talk about the anime, My Hero Academia, more specifically season one of My Hero Academia. I am your host, Jeremy McKinley, and I'm joined by my nephew by blood and my brother by pretty much everything else.
1: What up, is
0: Jordan. Jordan. This is a special Washington edition. Jordan, when did you first get into
1: My Hero Academia? Mm, probably about a year ago, I want to say now.
0: Last year. Did any friends get you into it, or was it just through the osmosis of nerddom that you kind of...
1: Uh, I think uh, Naruto hadn't ended yet, mm-hmm. and I was still waiting for that, and I was trying to fill a void, and I just kind of stumbled onto it and said, oh, well, I'll just watch this for kind of shits and giggles, and... By like the fifth episode, I hadn't even realized I had watched five episodes straight.
0: That's probably the the hallmark of a good show when you've got five episodes deep and you realized, oh, I'm five episodes deep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is one. Yeah, this is one of those shows that like this is one of those mega popular shows right now.
1: Well, it's the next Naruto, really. It's the ne- there's always one of every generation, and I think that this one is the next handed down. You know, like. Think about it like this. Like, when we were kids, we had, we had Dragon Ball Z and our staple, right? And you had Pokemon. But then you you go down to the... I'm viewing them as, like, generation. guy, Goku, and then you go down, and you got Naruto and mm-hmm. Sasuke, like, on a different generation. But then they're also joined by, like, One Piece. One Piece. Like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, but there's one other one that's, like, right there. Like, Bleach. Bleach, okay, Bleach. yeah. I can see Bleach it, being right. that. I mean... But, anyways, back on top... My Hero Academia has a lot of, of just everything I think that I gravitate towards in anime. It's like, it's team-based. Everyone's got their own unique set of skills. And it's, it's really just, and I, I think I was saying this the other day, is that, you know, like any character in that series, save for like a select few, could be the star of the show. Of their could, own show. Right. You know? They've all got a specific set of powers that are just beastly by themselves, but of course they have to be overshadowed because they're not the main character. But still, the thing—the good thing about My Hero is that it gives them all still time to shine in their own element. It easily showcases all of them, even if it's just for a brief second, but you feel clarity with the information that you get from them.
0: So you know, let's break this show down before we kind of get more in depth with talking about it. The series itself was created by a guy named Kohi uh, Hayekoshi, uh, with, a, with a weekly shonen jump that came out in 2015, and yeah, basically it stars this one dude, what's the main character's name? Um, Daiki? Kazuka Midoriya, which they call him Deku for short. Yeah, and uh, this kid basically is a super nerd of superheroes, he, basically his world is... At some point, one person got got superpowers, and then just everyone got superpowers, and they call the superpowers quarks, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically like, you know, they're the mutants, except know? which, but it's different though because they're not the minority,
1: right? They quickly become the majority. It's like if it's like if they had taken X Men and instead of trying to oppress them, they just ran with the shit. Because like now, you're weird if you don't have powers, right? You're like the the quick 5% that everybody kind of looks down on. And so the, the main character, Azuko, he's happens
0: to be one of those 5%. The doctor tells him he's not going to have any powers and he mm. just, all of his friends have powers and he doesn't. He's one of the biggest nerds in superhero. He right, he has like notebooks on notebooks on every superhero, their background, when they came onto the scene, all their fights, everything. And of course his, his favorite superhero is basically kind of the Superman
1: of this particular world and that's this character basically he's like the symbol of the symbol of justice and peace you know that one character that as soon as he's on the scene everybody's like oh my god he's here he's that type of character
0: yeah well i mean superman not just because of how powerful he is but because of his presence his presence Mm -hmm. just makes people want to be better right and that's the character all might he always has a big smile on his face. He's incredibly powerful. Basically, uh, this character Zuko wants to go to uh, superhero college, basically, which is where I guess most superheroes go in this world mm-hmm. before they become superheroes. It's where you gotta, it's where you go if you want to be a superhero one day. You gotta like go through this kind of rigorous training, but it's at these at these universities, and right. he happens to be going to one of them.
1: Right? They're basically like high schools, but in order to even become a superhero in a world full of superpowers you need to have it they have strict guidelines you need to have it officially licensed you need to have it go through all these steps and programs and processes and trainings and it's like if you don't do that you're rogue which means basically you become a villain because mm-hmm. no one's going to accept you and no one's going to want your help because not only they give the impression that don't not only will the people look down on you for not having these licenses but you'll also be Federally and lawfully attacked, yeah, as well by the you know? by
0: the police because you're breaking yeah. you're breaking the rules. I mean, in this school they train you to be mindful of the little things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you, it's always great to go out there and fight the bad guy, but it's like you need to watch out for collateral damage. You need to make sure you know. Or there's a villain that they fight in the first episode, and there's like some giant girl that comes in and drop kicks him. And her whole thing is right. like, and her and her whole thing is that like she can't fight anyone that's like on like a like less than a two lane street, so she has the space to move around. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember that?
1: They all have they all have rules, and if one of their quirks doesn't match the situation. And they quickly become like, okay, well, now you just need to focus on crowd control until a hero that actually has a quirk that yeah. can work. And they actually say that in one of the first episodes. And I thought it was really funny. It's, it's funny, but it's true, though, right? And he's just like, the
0: so best we can do is keep people alive right now. Because it's just like, hey, if that guy's made out of fire and my power is wood, I can't really do much right. helping. You know, there's
1: nothing that I'm doing here.
0: So, the, so all I can do is just keep people from getting hurt by this guy and uh so basically, our main character ends up uh, meeting up with his uh his his idol all might, and through circumstances we're not gonna disclose in this section of the podcast being that this is the spoiler free section he uh he uh somehow gets powers and he is now uh allowed to go to this this college where he can learn how to be a superhero. The problem is the powers that he has he can't really control right now, and what I mean he can't control he's like. He is a one-pump chump when it comes to the power. It is right. all, It he's is a one and done. It, it, and it's like it's an all or nothing type thing where 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 he's either, where he's either nothing or an atomic bomb, and he can't. Mm. Like he has <laughs> <and, and laughs> no regulation. He has no regulation yet. I love that it builds great tension there with him having to be smart about it because he knows that I can only do this once. I haven't seen season two and three yet, but I know that he he gets better at it. But well, right. I think
1: it works for him just because when. The show starts out, he doesn't have powers. Yeah. And his main his main focus is in studying everybody else's powers and studying how they operate. And I think that with him being the one that gets that power, that's either nothing or super explosive, he's the one character that's able to, okay, well, I can't use this until a select moment, so how else am I going to put the odds into my favorite? Exactly, and I think that's how he really starts to build his character up really fast because of that.
0: It's, it's interesting because you know, because again, it's not just character because he's actually a really smart kid. But it, but what's interesting is a uh, and like almost any given anime show that involves kids at a school, if you got the main character, you got to have the rival, right? Just, Bakugo is his name.
1: Yeah, Bakugo uh, Kachin.
0: Yeah, so so there's this blonde kid Bakugo who has the powers to make basically explosions out of his out of his hands, and you can basically use the like the nitroglycerin in his blood to do it or, or in a sweat right right it's a sweat that comes out but it it takes a toll on his body take a toll on his like body
1: else like,
0: like what's great about everyone's <laughs> powers that they're based on their biology so they just can't just do stuff without it having repercussions on their body right so he so he doesn't have it for an infinite time but later on there's like a cool thing where he has these gauntlets that he's able to store up his own sweat into so he can actually focus it and have
1: and have a more focused and more powerful attack, which right. is a smart thing and to do. Without going too spoilery, I know we're not at that part yet. It's the show does a great job of giving each character and their powers ways to kinda enhance them without hindering them and without stressing to the level of you can only use powers to to defeat. Right.
0: Or in a fight. Right. right. Like right. Uh, Exactly. I really dig the details. And it's just like, hey, there's more to being a superhero. There's more fun stuff to being a superhero than just fighting the bad guy. Yeah, like, for example, there is the first thing they got to do to even get into the college. They have this thing where they got to, like, fight these robots, right? And mm-hmm. each robot is worth a point. But there are other factors that aren't necessarily said out loud. Mm-hmm. That if you kind of, if you do the right thing, that can help you out. Because it's like, hey, we're heroes here. Right. The heroes it's it's just, more not
1: just observing the power level yeah because sometimes that can just be a one-sided event Yeah, but what they're really just doing is by giving you a central target to say hey go and attack these robots and whoever gets the most points wins but they're really just seeing how you react in any given situation because they're throwing different things at them they've got civilians in the test they've got a whole bunch of other things
0: yeah, there's given a point where they, they have a two on two test where they have uh two people play villains, two people play heroes. Right. And the villains uh have to basically protect this one weapon and they have to basically protect it for a certain amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the heroes have to get there and at least and have to touch it by a certain amount of time, otherwise they lose. Now, the heroes know nothing about the schematics of the building that they have to go into, and the villains know have blueprints and they know a lot more than the heroes. And I, and one character was even like, "Hey, but they know more than the heroes." And all Might's like, "Yeah, that's how it is in real life." In
1: real, in the, real, what the right. like like right. the villains. All no villain is really saying, "Here's my master plan. <laughs> <laughs> this is the blueprint to come beat me." <laughs>
0: so another thing I want to tackle, and I just think was was probably the most creative thing. Uh, you and I both being big comic book nerds and loving superheroes, both Japanese and American. This show has quite possibly the
1: most. Unique set of powers I've ever seen for characters. I do agree with you on that. It's, um, it goes way past the mold of being like, like how normal comic books would be. Like you've got the, you, like of course you have the traditional powers. People have fire and ice and, Element, and elemental stuff. They're all super strong, super fast. Right, but then you also have people in this show that are like, a girl can create matter out of herself she can create anything that has a physical matter to it
0: but she has to understand what it's made of up to its molecular level in order to even do it though Mm -hmm. very much like very much like dr manhattan she has to and dr manhattan was a scientist and watchman so he knew what he was doing with it Mm -hmm. very much like her and so she kind of and even before you even know what her power said that she you notice how uh, how observant she is so she kind of has to be like the brainier of the brainier of the bunch to actually be able to effectively utilize her power set and then you got like a frog chick who's oh, i think is actually pretty cool because like she actually is like i can jump this far you know my tongue can lift about this much i can i'm pretty fast underwater like like a frog does and everything i just got frog powers i love how they they do like the weird or the cool thing where they everyone get the title card when they show up and use their power like oh this person
1: is this and right. they have this power just to let you know it, it really keeps you engaged because it, it'll tell you their name it'll tell you pretty much some fun little facts about them. It's like a little kind of ID card almost and uh, some of them have to be like
0: again some of them have definite advantages over others in terms of combat while others have advantages over others in terms of like protecting something.
1: like yeah, uh, if you think about it that's more that's that's way more realistic than just having a superhero team of straight combatants. Exactly you know, because there are different problems in the world that don't just involve a supervillain trying to destroy it. You know, there's natural disasters, there's there's just simple things that you can use to to help throughout daily life. Yeah, and they, they represent powers for all of those aspects of life.
0: And also it just and also what it does, but it does as well is just it opens up the door for more creativity because if you make the powers weird you have to think weird right and that makes for you know different because you know i mean how, how many ways can you see a guy
1: with super strength solving a problem by just punching it you know I mean? exactly you like know, you know it's, like, it's kind of a one-way situation there to where the only thing that makes sense is to have him duking it out with another super strong super guy. strong guy mm-hmm. which they do and it is fantastic
0: by the way that uh, the the and the studio that Puts out uh, this show, is Studio Bones, and they're known for their phenomenal animation. And the animation in this show is nothing to nothing to scoff at. I was really impressed with the show. Well, mm, it's very visually well done. Okay, I've only seen season one, and you've seen up and you've seen up season three. Mm. So right now, we're going to just give a give our grade out uh, of ten. For season one, and then we're gonna hop into spoilers and talk about kind of our 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 favorite moments and things like that. That really kind of said this show has more than what is on the surface. So right now,
1: Jordan, out of ten, what would you give season one? Honestly, I think I would give it a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Visually, it's just stunning. Mm -hmm. The creativity is there. The characters are more than likable. You almost feel a sense of like. Jointness. I don't know if that's the right word to use for that, but you know, like you feel involved with these characters to the point where you you need to. Know you feel what bond, you feel bonded to them. They feel like their family almost, mm-hmm. at, at to a point. I would say the only thing that makes me not give it a full ten mm-hmm. is for me, just personally, it's more. It's super emotionally dramatic in some instances the main character he cries he's, a lot it's exactly that to put it bluntly he's just a little crybaby throughout most of it but he's got hearts
0: so you kind of forgive him like any given anime he'll stop and then it's, and then give you an essay of his entire thought process before <laughs> he does something like there's a point where some character is uh is probably gonna die and he doesn't have any powers yet Right. And he sits there and just, pummel- he just starts, bawling. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts bawling as well as just pummeling himself with guilt right. for a good two minutes before he does something. And when he does it, it's great. But after a while, you're like, is this <laughs> going to happen every time something happens that you're going to just have a monologue in, her, in your head? And I got to sit here and listen to this for five minutes.
1: And, and I would say to to clarify, it's not when I say cry, baby, he's not like whining over every single little thing. I, like He's know? not a pussy. He's more it's more he's just super emotional about things that are either that he feels are negative that he wants to change or things that are just done positively towards him. Like just to give you kind of a quick, a quick peek, you know, it's like somebody said, thank you to him. And he's like, Oh my God. Like. Yes. This,
0: like, I, this is what I've waited for. <laughs> or like when his when he was talking to his mom, like mom, I'll get a cork one day. Right. And she was like, uh, yeah. and, then you, <laughs> and, then you, and then you, and then you immediately saw like just the absolute defeat in his eyes. Like that's not what I wanted to hear right now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I would say I'd probably give the show probably a nine out of ten as well. Uh, and, and I only do that because it's it's a season one, right. and it it only has plate room to grow. And that's just it, it starts off great. I love that the show is fun. But it doesn't get away from the fact that you can die in this world. Oh yeah, the seriousness is there. Because I mean, one of the things I love more about anime than most American action cartoons is that no one can really die. Generally, in American stuff, like they generally every once in a while you'll you'll get you have like a show where there can be casualties in a, an animated show that's action based. Right. But generally, in America, not. But in the anime, they don't give. In the anime, they will kill characters off because that's just. How they how it is, and it's not like not even like killing off characters is like too adult. It's just like, hey kids, you can die in the world. Right. These, these <laughs> kids can die too. I mean, I mean, you watch Naruto, and just because it is a, it's more based at a young audience, it, it doesn't mean that kids aren't not. It doesn't mean that kids are safe and they can't die.
1: Exactly. I mean, you're in Naruto, for example. You're on, they're on the brink of a war of a war throughout the entire Naruto series until they finally do get to war then a lot of people die. Exactly. So it's, I mean, they are ninjas and
0: ninjas are assassins. They're, <laughs> they're supposed to they're, you can only be so
1: childish about that. Their yeah. jobs are
0: to kill. So I don't know how far you can take that without blood. Right. But, but yeah, so at this point in time, we're going to hop into the spoiler section of the show. So if you haven't seen uh, season one yet, then turn it off right here. But if you have and you just want to hear us talk about stuff that you love, please join in. So... Give me one of your favorite moments
1: of season one. I think the first fight between Deku and and Bakugo. Yeah, during the uh, the when, test with the two villains versus yeah. the two heroes. Yeah, you know? and uh, I think it, the reason I like that fight so much is because it's uh, you're expecting it to happen. I mean, of course, every show outlines who the the main character is, but who's also their rival. But the rival is not. It, they always start out as an enemy, but then they always, then they slowly begin to just like work with the main character because whatever, for whatever reason, it seems like every anime, the main character is so like, pure, <laughs> pure, purely right, good, infuriating. And like, just kind of in your face and like gets into like the cells of your body. Naruto. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. <Yeah>. Keep going.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. And, and, I mean, I believe it. And this is <laughs> <laughs> this is it is borderline Naruto. I mean, I know I reference Naruto a lot, but that, that's what got me into anime more so than I would say Dragon Ball Z. Because Dragon Ball Z, I watched it with the mindset of of it just being, oh, it's super cool. I just want to see Super Saiyans. I want to see these dope fights. I mean, it, 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 the show just about fighting, basically. Right. And I'm I'm actually really glad that I didn't start watching Naruto when you started watching it. but right. I started it pretty much when the show was almost finished and I could marathon it through but I was also older. Yeah, so you could... Well, also, you could, so
0: you're in a different mindset, so you wanted
1: more... Right. And you you know, so instead of like your watching taste, it as an 8-year-old, I watched it while I was 22. And your taste was more refined exactly. at that point. And, and, you know, different key points hit you as an adult more than they were as a kid. Yeah. Know? And... But the thing, going back to to uh this Bakugo and Deku fight Bakugo is this character that that Deku has followed around his entire life they've lived next door to each other Deku considers him like his closest friend but Bakugo pretty much thinks that he's the the gum under his shoe mm-hmm. you know he doesn't have powers Bakugo wants to be this ultimate superhero and he's he's super strong he's got a super strong quirk that you know he is probably going to be one of the top most superheroes and, as they develop this thing. And if not
0: just his quirk, he's he's a he's a natural, right? Like he's 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 smart.
1: Mm-hmm. He's I and mean, he's 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 Sasuke basically, but just really angry. Exactly. It's because it's no one's ever really taken the time to to praise him as well. You know, no one no one really pulls him aside to to be like, well, oh, you're doing a good job," or this is. Oh, you're the best that we've seen, and that's that's what he wants. He just wants to have that, but he doesn't get that. But no one else disputes the power and the drive that he has. Yeah, you know? and and you can definitely tell the insecurity because he just has to constantly mm-hmm. like.
0: There's a because for the longest time, I or I guess it wasn't up until it was it wasn't up until a certain point that I didn't like him because he just felt like he was one note. He was just angry, right. but like and, and angry to the point of almost. Hilarity, because mm-hmm. there's a point where, um, where the main character is his name Deku, But
1: mm-hmm.
0: Deku save or attempts to save him from like this slime monster, right? And then you know All Might comes in, and, but and basically in trying to save him from the slime monster, he inspires All Might to you know to step up. And All Might saves the day, and then. Uh, Deku, on his way, ho- Deku walks, you know, he walks home, and for some reason, uh, the other kid, what's the kid's name again, the blonde kid? Bakugo. Bakugo chases him all the way home just to, <laughs> just to tell him, you didn't save me, I didn't need you, you're a piece of garbage.
1: And, and There's two ways to look at that, you know, it's because Bakugo is he's that person, he's just like, he... Being saved by somebody, or the catalyst of him being saved, is someone he considers inferior because he doesn't have... Oh, no, I get it. Like At that point, you realize he was humiliated. Right. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to say that. And that ties into their dynamic as well, is that Deku just has to breathe and Kachun will scream at him, you know, he's... You'd be like, Deku, and you'd right. like, what are you doing? You're eating. And I hate
0: you for it. Yeah. But
1: why are you doing this?
0: How dare you have hope in anything And life? <laughs> your, your hope pisses me off. No joke, though, because I remember when he's like, I'm going to join that school, and Deku and, uh, and whats his name got mad. He was like, how dare you try to join this
1: school? <laughs> only I can do this. Right. No one else can succeed but me. And the, the funny thing is that out of their, their junior school, they were the only two 22 Only two, yeah. You know. And he, the fact that Deku was selected alongside Bakugo, Bakugo's was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, he, oh, I mean, I mean, that already pissed him off because he hated him to begin with,
0: right? But, you know, but I think he also hated though. He hated his his happiness, right? It's like because I feel like cause like this, you, you don't spend that much time hating somebody <laughs> <laughs> that that's done nothing to you. that's only ever loved you right.
1: unless like they get unless they have something you want that you just don't have, right? And the, the thing is, is that you may, I don't even think that Bakugo realizes what it is. At no. First. He just has this feeling like you're just bright and I'm not, it's, it's like ties into to, and spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Naruto is uh there's a scene where when Sasuke leaves and then Later on down the road, he's he turns into a villain and is trying to to kill all his former teammates. And there's there's a side chick that he has that's in his newly formed team of, of little villains. That, well, they're not really villains. They're kind of like, what would you say? Like, like anti, no, anti Definitely anti-heroes. Right. You mean and, the chick that he bites for Chakra? Right. And her name is, is Kari. And she can sense Chakra and see it on a visual scale more than anybody else can. And she looks at Sasuke, and his is always cold, dark, and infuriating. But then the day she meets Naruto, the whole scene stops, and she goes, "He's so much different. His his chakra is bright and warm. It just makes you want to be around him. And he's such the opposite of Sasuke. It's like they're two sides of one person. Mm-hmm. And that really is what it kind of ties into." Deku and, and Bakugo is they are kind of the two sides of the same coin. But what's,
0: what I think is cooler about uh my hero is how self-aware they are that him being angry isn't cool. Right. Like <laughs> like the fact that like Deku uh, is liked more in class.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like the, the other guy even though he's, you know, uh more 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 talent, uh more power everyone is like Everyone makes fun of him for being angry all the time because it's like, yo, he's like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, you only have one mode that's angry.
1: <laughs> it is kind of hard to go off on the get off on the right foot with somebody. When one hand you have Deku, when he gets introduced to the class, he's like, "Hey, everybody, how's it going? This my name's is Deku." <laughs> like, Another guy walks that in, gonna be the, the extreme, and then Kachin walks in and is like, like, "Don't talk to me. I hate, <laughs> I hate you all. And you all. Why are all? you looking at me? You're
0: breathing." <laughs> but what's great though, also in this first season. Is that uh? What's this I keep forgetting his name. The, the, the blonde. Let's just say one more time for me. Bakugo. Bakugo. What I love is there's a point where Bakugo, where okay, so after they, everyone, everyone goes through their two on two hero versus villain test, and and you and they don't really show everyone else's and and in, in, in their entirety, but they give you kind of just little tidbits of right. uh, of how yeah. everyone else is doing their stuff. And there's this ice guy that puts Bakugo like on this like oh, snap, I'm not the biggest fish in this pond. Exactly. There's multiple <laughs> characters that can step up and have the quirks. And that, being... could, and that could take him. Right. And not <laughs> only take him, but, like, these people beat their, like, the same challenge with far
1: less effort than mm-hmm. him. <laughs> and it's, it comes down to poise, really. You know, Baku goes mad at everything, and it's just, there's one mode that's just, I'm going to react, and I'm going to blow the hell out of whatever's in front of me where everybody else is thinking of a situation of, okay, how can I end this quickly? Yeah. You know, without as much damage or maybe without as much effort on my part.
0: And Bakugo's shown to be smart when he's not pissed off. Mm-hmm. Like if, if he's able to like calm his mind long enough where it's just not a typhoon of hate in there, <laughs> he actually like, there's a point where someone like, there's a point where near the end of the uh, first season during or at the beginning of an exam, they get attacked by a like, bunch of supervillains, and the entire class, everyone is s- split up into different parts. Basically right. they, end up, they end up in this dome with the training dome and each dome represents like a different kind of environment, like, you know, like city mm-hmm. that rains, place that's, a, that's like water, someplace that's on fire, basically different like elemental environments that you have to work in. Right. And right. they're all split up into different environments. And there's, uh, and Bakugo is, is with, uh, who, he, he's with the guy that does, he's with the bone guy, right? I think his name is. Uh, it's not bone. It's
1: Kirishima, but
0: his. Uh, it's not his bone. Fork it's like is, concrete or something. It's something that he can like harden his, his body.
1: A, it's hardening. Yeah, it's it's to the point where I think it's as hard as steel.
0: And so they get stuck together, and there's a point where after they beat up literally everyone that they get attacked by, there's like one guy that can turn invisible, and he sneaks up on Bakugo, and Bakugo in mid-conversation, turns around, catches the guy, and takes him out and then goes on to do- He's like <laughs> screaming
1: the whole time. He's screaming like, the whole time.
0: Scream, he's screaming the whole time with the other guy, and the guy says, I got you, and he just says, shut up. Shut <laughs> up, I'm busy right now. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, and it was
1: it was the moment you realized that he was pretty dope. It'll briefly glance over all these characters, just getting letting you get to know everybody, and then it'll give you these flashes of where each one of them has this different uniqueness about them that really brings the whole squad together because the more after the first five or six episodes i would say you know the focus doesn't it shifts off of just deku and and Mm -hmm. it goes into the point where they get into the high school which is u of a high school and they get into this class which i think they're class 1a
0: yeah
1: and their teacher is a pro hero yeah, raised hand, and he—he's uh, like, I've never liked a class. You know, I've taught for years, and just I never bond with any of them. You guys are just should all fail.
0: I, I keep going. He's
1: very much like Severus Snape.
0: Right, just he just, to just wants to
1: see like if he presents you with this ultimate challenge. Would, are you strong enough to rise up and face it? And no one's proven that to him, especially a class. And this class really bonds together to the point where My Hero Academia is about the class.
0: Which is great. And that teacher, I mean, everyone loves All Might. And I think All Might is a, actually a phenomenal character. But head was the one that stole the show from me this first season in terms of... Yeah, he, he definitely... Uh... He's got a very Kakashi-like sense. To he's him very he's very Kakashi, but he's not as broken as Kakashi in terms of just. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> the, the Kakashi, for the most part, feels like he always has a new trick to make it so he can't ever really lose. Wow! No matter how awesome you are in this show, if you're overwhelmed,
1: numbers can take you right, and that's real life. You know, it's gonna you can't bite off more than you can chew. You well, can sometimes and come out okay. One of the things
0: that I love is uh, Deku. You know, he knows every teacher. He knows their power sets. He knows... Their fighting styles, he knows like where they work best and, when, and what situations they work best in, right? right. And a razor head is uh, apparently his fighting style is very much more to the shadows, more one on one base. Mm-hmm. And he's put into an environment where he has to fight a bunch of people at once in a very open environment where he doesn't really have like spaces to hide in or or, or, right. or and he's kind of surrounded
1: in that. Oh, he's he's completely surrounded, so he's, he he kind of just has to fight his way out from the middle. And he's not as he's accustomed to it, but he's not, it's not his element, it's you know? not. But
0: also, here's the thing. I love that he the the way he fights makes you think that he he's like Neji when Neji when the, when the one guy tried to kill Neji with those arrows and Neji dodges that shit at just the right time and he's like how did you see my arrow coming I hit your blind spot it's like I know where my own blind spot is <laughs> like, okay, <he's> like, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna tell me
1: something about myself right? Myself, stuff right
0: <laughs> like there's a, yeah and he, so he he knows his own limitations so you know he's kind of almost work hard to fill up those limitations so that he can do it because he. Takes out at least a good 20-30 dudes. Like he is, right. and and his power, which his quirk is dope, is he can take away your power as long as he's looking at you and as long as he doesn't blink. And so, a cool thing I didn't even realize was that he wears these glasses, so you can never tell who he's looking at. So until so he's surrounded, everyone has a quirk that's all these villains have quirks that are fighting him, but none of them
1: knows if the quirk's gonna work the moment he attacks them. Mm-hmm. Or not. Which you know, it creates a sense of, of just enough for him to to kind of capitalize on that and gain the upper hand on most people and
0: he's also just a phenomenal hand-to-hand like fighter so he can definitely he he definitely runs out as well and then on top of that there are little just hints of of what he could do before where he's he's constantly putting in eye drops and his eyes are always red like he (laughs) hasn't hasn't slept in days (laughs) he's always trying to like escape and take a nap yeah, like like when like when they first come into class, he's like in a sleeping bag, and, and yeah, he's, he's like, "He's like, you're gonna go do this as a class, and I'm just gonna take a nap." I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a nap right now, and you realize, oh, if you have to keep your eyes open all day to fight to fight crime, you'd be you'd be exhausted, too. To, you'd be exhausted too. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I've learned There's that one hero that's like, I love how certain heroes aren't even combat heroes. Like, like one of them is just a rescue hero. Right. It's the uh, the one with the black hole. I'm talking about. Oh, um. It's, like in that space suit?
1: Mm hmm. It's, uh, oh, I want to say it's Gravity 13, maybe? No, I'm going to have to. See. It's, it's 13 something, I want say.
0: But yeah, like, and, and all the teachers have, the, all the teachers are like, they're pros, but not all of them are pros at combat. Some of them are pros at rescuing, some of them are pros at dealing with natural disasters, some of them are pros at fighting giant monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love how not all their powers are good. Like, that the person with the blood power of the black hole, while it is a great power, doesn't really fare well against you know someone that's combat related because they know how to kind of get around that or they're more combat experienced so they can kind of have the advantage in that fight even Mm -hmm. even even as powerful as somebody with the power of a black hole (laughs) but also because they have the power of a black hole and they're around a bunch of kids they don't want to suck these kids into a black hole so they kind of have to and so right they've got to tone it down exactly you know the, the teachers themselves are handicapped because they're just like I can't even go all out right now because these kids are around me and I might hurt them if I went all out right
1: yeah and so they, they do need to keep it at that level where if I was your enemy this would be a very real situation you yeah need to feel that it's real
0: right now I guess I'll kind of end it with this point that I love the thing they do with All Might where they establish it like an episode one right mm-hmm. uh, that All Might he's dying like he's not going to be he's not going to be around for for, for, for forever right, right and and although he has all this power he's not as strong as he used to be he can only
1: be a hero for like three hours a day right yeah and, and when gets, it starts he gets the whole punch through him and then he's got to use his force to create this image of all might so when when he's not in this image he's like this frail skinny skeleton out, guy. That, that's always coughing up blood right you know, it's he just looks.
0: It's like, like he's like missing a he's like missing a stomach, right, or something, or part of his. Like he's missing like an organ or two.
1: Right, an enemy punched a hole right through him, but he was able to survive it. Mm-hmm. But it's still slowly eating away. So, so top, slowly eating, eating, eating away, and so
0: he can only be all Might for so much time. And I love that they give him that handicap because it adds for so much tension when he's in a fight. Mm-hmm. Because, he because only, you never know if he's gonna if his power's, power's gonna run power's out. The power's gonna power's gonna run yeah. out. Like when he's like there's a point where he fights a guy uh, in season one that uh is not only just as strong as him, but apparently I guess and it's hinted only because of this character, but people can have more than one quirk. Yeah. And so this one character is not only as strong as All Might, but his other quirk is shock absorption. So like no matter how powerful, you know, All Might hits, he just absorbs that shit. Mm-hmm reflect, <laughs> reflect it and, and, and then reflects it back very much like Sebastian Shaw from X-Men where mm-hmm. you know that's just this thing of really absorbing kinetic energy and so when you're watching that you're just like oh like this is the one thing that yeah. his power really can't deal with and he's running out of time right. and and these other kids are around and there are more villains out there and the
1: ones that are knocked down just are getting up mm-hmm. and, and it's just a super stressful situation <laughs> to where you're like kind of just on the edge of your seat like What's gonna happen next? Right, <laughs> you know. And I will say for season one, the moment
0: the villains show up, you're gonna finish the show. I don't care what you're right. doing. You could be in the middle of surgery. You could be at your kid's birthday party. You're gonna be <laughs> like, "Sorry, baby, I gotta finish this right now." I'll be back in like th- I'll be back in like two hours. Right. But I got like four more episodes
1: to watch it. the show. Definitely recommend watching it by yourself if you can. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> <laughs> or it.
1: with somebody that's not gonna make you get up hopefully they'll watch it with you because they're cool but right. it's you
0: don't always have that case so yeah uh you got anything else you want to talk about you want to bring about
1: the show uh spoiler wise you know the funny thing about it is just like any show you can dissect it to the point where you would need multiple podcasts to talk about everything you know just to kind of give you a few points that we probably don't have time to talk about all of them You know, oh yeah i'll uh is is the part where jeremy's talking about the villain the villains themselves are an extra group in this show where they're slowly rising up to be like, you know, kind of like the Legion of doom or something they're teaming up as well while the heroes are training. Mm -hmm. And that's a very big aspect that even goes on later in the show. There's also showing different variances of, of economic status, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. Depending on, if you're how big your hero status is that's right a lot of people throughout the world they don't have their powers but they don't have they're not heroes they're just normal Normal people you know but there's um like one of my favorite characters is Shoto todoroki and he is one of those that one of those characters that he's so strong that he can that he can beat Bakugo. Mm-hmm. Or at least give him a run for his money. Is that he's Which, which his guy is that? Family. So he's the one that's actually the hybrid, which is what I wanted to talk about. Is He's a fusion of both fire and ice. Is he, is he in season one? Yeah. He's the one with the red all over his face. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's
0: a... Uh, the- oh, that's right. That's the- right. Okay, good. Because he's the ice guy. Mm-hmm. But he can... Turn it into mist and stuff like that. Like, he, like, he can control the temperature itself. It isn't just like hot. It,
1: like, it isn't like, it, like is isn't one element. Right. Well, it's, it's more than that. His, uh, so they only mentioned this briefly in the first season, which is why I'll talk about it, but they go on to it in later seasons. Is, um, going back to that economic status, heroes would marry other people with different sets of quirks to try to create hybrid quirks. Hybrid quirks. So that they could kind of control the kid's life into being an ultimate hero and of course them getting all the fame and recognition. Mm-hmm. Now one of these heroes is he's the number 2 hero named Endeavor. That's that's uh, Todoroki's dad and he's strictly flames. He's a pretty much a walking inferno and he's number 2 next to All Might, but he's he's kind of like a grown-up Bakugo in terms of how much of an asshole he is. Mm-hmm. And his family grabs a chick that's got ice powers, who is Todoroki's mom, to just simply breed them together, almost. Was it almost like an arranged marriage? Just pretty like much, there them? was no love between them. They have multiple kids, but the only one that got a perfect fusion of both of their quirks was him. Was him. And so, and he is the only one that really hates the dad. Who is the one trying to push through all because this? Because his thing. dad's a dick, right? Right. You know, and he's he's more on the mom side. Really, and the mom just he, feels trapped. For sure the mom, some mom just doing the rest she can, and she loves her too, loves her kids. But, right. Right. And, uh, and you don't really him. see the parents except for Deku's parents, of course, throughout mm-hmm. the first season of the show. They get him into him later, and you really start to to figure out what these kids are going through at home, too, and what kind of upbringings they had and and where everybody really fits outside of school. And I think that as we start to learn that, it makes more sense why they gravitate more towards just being at school and being around their class because their class seems more family. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all comfortable there.
0: It's it's almost like Harry Potter where, like, a lot of them are like, I I don't want to go home over the
1: summer. Life sucks at home, (laughs) 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 right? But no, I think for me, that's, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I could talk about today. All
0: right, cool, cool. Well, thank you for joining us for another look. Uh, you can message us at anotherlookpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at, an- at anotherlook. That is with three O's. And you can message us on Facebook. I'm Jeremy McKinley. And I'm Jordan Torres, And thank you for joining us.